subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Pretty good term that Chuck used on the broadcast that described what Arkansas displayed on Saturday despite a 71-67 loss. Yeah, came up short at the tail end, had a chance to win it, just wasn't able to do it. Lost a lot of players during the course of that game, before the game. And we'll talk about just some of the guys that stepped up and some other baseball stuff as reacting to Arkansas winning two of the first three. Got one more game today at 12 o'clock inside of Walker Stadium. Yeah. All right, Chuck, in just a second, Hot Take Monday brought to you by Wheels RV. Get ready for adventure and unbeatable deals and exclusive employee pricing on select units that are in stock trailers right now at Wheels RV. That's right, you pay what they pay at Wheels RV. It's never been done before. Employee pricing right now on select in-stock units at Wheels RV. Plus, it's RV show season, so RV show pricing on all new and used inventory as well. Get ready for adventure at Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. Chuck, happy President's Day, otherwise known as a, another day of work for us. Well, thank you. I know for some it's a holiday. Some get off. The kids are out of school like we were talking about, so some parents will get to, to sleep in this morning, but for us it's just a, a, a normal Just another work. day at the yeah. office. Just another day at the office, man. But uh, kind of brought me back to, to some of my favorite subjects in, uh, in high school growing up, which history was definitely mine, but I learned about all these different presidents that we had over the course of not just our lifetime, but prior to that. Well, Chuck, we'll start with what happened in Starkville, and then we'll get to uh, what's kind of happened in Fayetteville over the course of the last couple of days. Uh, I know Eric Mosseman, again, uh, falling uh, under 500, I think for the first time in his Arkansas tenure, but uh, it took every bit of Arcan- or every bit of Mississippi State's effort to eclipse the Hogs on Saturday. Arkansas played really hard. I mean, anyone that thinks they've thrown in the towel, I think's mistaken. They're just not a great team, but they gave everything they had Saturday. Uh, to a team that's probably going to be in the NCAA tournament. Mississippi State's a bubble team. I mean, they're they're on the bubble. But uh, they're probably going to get in. And I just thought for 40 minutes, Arkansas played hard. Not always well. They were down guys. Um, You know, with Graham out, uh, number four, Cam Matthews particularly. I, I mean, there was just not anybody to put a body on some of these guys, at least not big enough. But... They gave it all they had. They just didn't win. Yep. Uh, he talked about, must talked about some of the few guys that he really felt like stepped up after the game and named a bunch of dudes. The battle was really, really good offensively. I thought Kai Mitchell was outstanding. You know, I thought Davenport's three offensive rebounds were huge for us. I thought Chandler Lawson did an incredible job defensively, along with Makai Mitchell. Makai's offense plus his defense was off the charts thought T-Mark helped us in the stretches when he wasn't in foul trouble. I thought L. Ellis played his best floor game. And I thought Bay Fall came in in very, very limited minutes. He altered two shots, had a shot blocked. So a lot of really good performances tonight by a lot of guys on our team that were in uniform. Start with two guys. Battle 
even despite going 0 for 4 from the three-point line, has his best performance in the SEC. And then Makai Mitchell, I feel like we say this once every couple weeks, had his best game as a Razorback, a career high, against, a, again, a really, really posing perimeter frontcourt player in Tolu, or I say perimeter, but a frontcourt player in Tolu Smith and thoroughly outplayed him on Saturday. Yeah, Makai had a good game, and he's a good player. I've always thought Makai was a good player. Um, there have been times where it seems like Makai's really into it, and there have been ki- times when it seems like he's really not. But when he is, the guy can play. I mean, he can flat-out play. I've always liked Makai as a player. Um, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes on the floor you'll see him, and he he seems to have trouble containing his emotions. You know, he's a fiery player. Um, off the court, he's just the nicest guy in the world. I mean, he really is. He's a great guy. And I'm glad to see him have success, and I hope it continues because um, when he plays well, he's really good. Yeah. Looking at the seven games ahead, you start with A&M, an early game on Tuesday, 6 o'clock, and then you also have Missouri and Vanderbilt before you end this month. Next month, it's, I think, Kentucky, LSU, and Alabama uh, to, to round out your, your regular season. I mean, when you look at where the record's at and – what you need to do, you, you feel good about three or three, maybe four of those games. I just wonder about this A&M game coming up, Chuck, with the with the way it ended in Fayetteville, Mark hitting that floater in the lane. You know, A&M probably feels like they owe the Razorbacks one, or at least, at least I would advise on their side of the court. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to expect tomorrow night. I mean, it's 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 a quick turnaround, number one. It uh, seems like we just got back, and today's a travel day. So uh, they'll be in College Station tonight, play tomorrow night. A&M lost twice last week. They had a road week, and uh, they had two ball games at, uh, away from home and uh, didn't win either one of them. So um, I would think that A&M would be, you know, primed and ready to play on their home floor. Um, they're a bubble team, too. Yeah, they're 15-10. and 10. You know, they're, uh, they're and, and, and they're probably on the wrong side of the bubble mm. right now. So uh, for them to get in – this is a game they have to win. If A&M doesn't win the game tomorrow night, all of a sudden, you know, they've got a, what the committee or what the selection folks are going to call a bad loss. Mm-hmm. And so, consequently, they're going to they're gonna have to make up for that, and there's not a lot of time to make up for it. So it's a very big ball game for them. Yeah, they get Arkansas at home tomorrow night and then Tennessee in Knoxville on Saturday. So oh, wow. um, you don't beat Arkansas – you're probably staring an 0-2 week and probably, you know, I don't want to say put a dagger in your tournament uh, hopes, but it, it'd go a long ways to Well, that would be four straight losses yeah. because they, you know, they've, they've, they've had their bad loss. Yeah, you know, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt beat, yeah. Yeah. Vanderbilt beat them there. They've had their bad loss. If they have another bad loss, they might have to win the conference tournament to get in. And you mentioned, again, kind of the, the revenge factor for A&M. Tennessee will have that Saturday because if you remember A&M tattooed them in College Station a, a week and a half or so ago. So they're going to want just as much of that as Tennessee is going to have when they, they welcome them. 16. Yeah, it was a... Uh, 85-60. I'm looking at their their scores. Yeah, 85-69. You know, when I look at A&M's team, and it's been this way for a couple, couple of years now, maybe three, I'm not knocking Buzz Williams. I like Buzz Williams. He gets a lot of good press for things he does off the floor. But I've for the last three years, i got to be honest, I thought they should have been better than they were. I looked at that A&M team that was in Fayetteville. I don't know how they've not won 19 or 20 games. I mean, they got Radford. He's a player. I think we know Wade Taylor's a player. I've seen Henry Coleman just dominate an entire ball game. 
before in Bud Walton Arena. Um, now, they may be great tomorrow night. In fact, if you want to know the truth, I think Arkansas will probably get their best shot tomorrow night. But when I look at A&M at 15 and 10, and I look at their personnel, I, I wonder why they've not yeah. won. Well, uh, you don't have to knock him, Chuck, but I will. He's mediocre. He's, he's mediocre everywhere he goes, whether it's Marquette, whether it's Virginia Tech, whether it's College Station, which are all lateral jobs, to be honest. He's mediocre every coaching stop he goes to. He may be a great guy off the court, which I don't. I don't follow. His I'm stuff not going to go so, so far as to I say will, he's though. mediocre. It's it's hot take Monday. He is right. me, as mediocre as it gets as a college basketball coach off the court with the talent that he's had in Blacksburg, wherever the heck Marquette is, and then College Station too. <laughs> I mean, you got the preseason ever heard of SEC Al Player of the Year. <laughs> And Wade Taylor, and your basketball team is under 500 in the conference. There is no well, better word to describe Buzz Williams than a mediocre basketball he, he's coach. He's the best dress coach in college he basketball. He is, and he sweats like him and Sean Miller. You want to take I'd like a, to be his dry cleaner, wouldn't you? Yes. You make you, a lot of money dry cleaning his suits. You want to talk about sweat rankings? Him and Sean Miller. What about they, Bruce Pearl, man? Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Oh, yeah. Who was, sweat. He was, oh, he, he looked like he was going to pass out during that Auburn-Kentucky game where his guys couldn't throw it in the ocean on Saturday night. But those three sweat more than any college basketball coach in the country when it comes to just um, perspiration on the court. It is, yeah, like you said, to me, they're dry cleaners, Tony. You'd make some money at that point. Oh, for Buzz. Yeah. Out. I bet he throws out a lot of that's shirts. A, that's a good point. I bet he just so throws them out. I play, when I play, there, there's guys that I play pickup basketball with that will bring two or three shirts because of how much they sweat during the course of playing for an hour or so. I've never, I am luckily don't have to do that, but it is well, That's because you only play on the offensive end. That's a good point. I don't play you know. both ways. Not a two-way player at this point. But, I mean, you look at, again, back to the, the Arkansas game, they defensively, I mean, you like for Tolu Smith and their point guard, whose name I'm forgetting, the uh, the kid that went six for Hubbard, six for 18. I mean, their best two players didn't shoot the ball well at all. You completely neutralized Tolu Smith. And then Hubbard, I know he hit that big three at the end, but I mean, he shot 33% for the game. This team is improving defensively. I mean, you forced how many steals you get? You got six, let's see. Now you only got four steals in this game, but they improved defensively. I mean, they held them 71 points. A lot of those were free throws at the end. So, I know that, again, you've only won three conference games to this point, but you are starting to see some improvements in areas that hopefully, I mean, you got Missouri at home this week. That would theoretically be a win. We'll see what team walks into Bud Wald Arena on Saturday. But, I mean, I don't expect this team to go over yeah. in these remaining six conference games prior to the SEC tournament. Yeah, Chuck, is it fair to say you didn't get enough transition points off the turnovers? I mean, you look at Arkansas forced 14 turnovers but only scored – Three fast break points and ten off of turnovers. They they really had probably their chance to to take the game just in that category alone. Well, that's 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 been an issue at times when they force turnovers. Now sometimes they're not live ball turnovers, but um, that's been an issue. Uh, you know, when you're three and nine in the league and under five hundred, there are a lot of issues. If you were good at converting all the turnovers you forced, you probably wouldn't be twelve and thirteen. So, yeah, that's a you know that's 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 one of the deficiencies. Yes. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. 
Welcome to McLarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McLarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McLarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McLarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McLartyDaniel.com. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua Sign Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Apparently, Cody and Lavaca took a uh, golf ball to the shin, and he also took a fastball to uh, his body, and he said the golf ball was much worse. So, Tommy, when you presented that, we now know that well, uh, as someone that's taken both, the golf ball is the uh, more painful of the two. I would say the worst, though, is trailer hitch to the shin. That that would probably be worse. Ooh, that than, is a bad mm, one. That is a bad one. What do you say when you hit your shin on the trailer? <laughs> Nothing you can say on shoot. the radio. <laughs> you say shoot. Gosh darn yeah. it. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a buddy of mine that he was down at that Little Rock game this year and uh, caught one on caught going in between vehicles, caught it going one direction, turned around, and caught the other shin on the same trailer hitch within about 20 seconds. Did you watch this happen? I did not, but I, w- I was it. told the story, and just hearing the story would bring tears to your eyes and laughter. I, my <laughs> my dad, and he's he's such a good human being. He, I've I think I've heard him swear I think twice in my entire mm-hmm. life, and it would be funny to hear what he would say after he would cause pain to him. It was like Jamie Christmas, uh, good grief, like just uh, all. Gotta, the- I'm gonna tell you, I think if Billy Graham had hit his shin on a trailer hitch he had to let one fly jamie may says the uh, trailer hitch is the worst especially when you're in a full stride to that point anything involving shins is going to be up there on the list Mm. and the funny bone too when you bang it it, it, any of the like the things you described a little bit earlier if you were to add kick in the shin that would be the one that would go over the top (laughs) take a fastball to the ribs and get kicked in the shin or take a fastball to the shin that would be horrible. That's the one. Uh, that's the one that gets that takes the cape. Worse than below the belt, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it still. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, here's our morning rush daily question. So we we talked about it's President's Day. No really difference for us. Kids are out of school today. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll do something besides play video games. I will say I am gonna. I have not played video games consistently in about eight years. But when NCAA football comes out this May, that is going to change for me. We'll actually probably buy a console. Uh, well, you learn about presidents in history class. Uh, guys, in high school, what would you say your favorite subject was? Mine was history. That was, I, I, I enjoyed learning about the World Wars. I enjoyed learning about. It uh, darn sure wasn't algebra. Yeah, no, it's not math. <laughs> and I'm with you on that 100%. My dad, you know, it's funny, is my, I guess my great, great grandfather was at one point head of the math department at the University of Arkansas. And evidently that lineage and the, the apple fell far from the tree because I did not get any of the math gifts that the supposed Richardsons got back in the day. But it had to be history for me. What was y'all's favorite subject in high school back in the day? History, probably mine. I enjoyed, believe it or not, physics. 
in chemistry. Really? I didn't. I didn't necessarily, you know, like ace the class, but I, I enjoyed the teacher and I enjoy, enjoyed the coursework. So, physics is one of those classes I remember, even though I, you know, I, I probably made a C in it, but I don't remember. You but, enjoyed it. But I guess I've done okay not making an A in physics, but I kind of enjoyed the class. I liked accounting, too. That was one of the things I thought I was going to do and uh, ended up not doing it, thank God, because I think my all my accounting friends hate their jobs and hate their lives, so I'm glad I'm not in that field. <laughs> so, every, Especially every, this time of the year. Every single oh, one. Yeah. I do not have a single friend. Well, you friend. said you didn't have any math skills. Yeah. Those are generally required for accounting. Yeah, that's the other aspect. I, I, cannot, I, I have friends that work for Big Four. I have friends that work for small companies, and this time of year, they hate themselves and they hate their job and they hate everyone around them even when they try to be nice this is the worst time of year to be an yeah. accountant at this stretch Chuck, what about you man well uh, tommy sounds like i physics. was not a good student and i was especially bad at math and science so um anything non-math anything non-science i was good with you're good with but those two i was about as bad as it gets. i took something called like senior math so i could avoid like I took something called consumer math, yeah, so which is was, where they send you when they figure out you can't do algebra. Yeah, that, and I, I had to take algebra one and two. I had to take one of them twice. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, it, it was a struggle. But let me say this. Today will be another day when I don't use algebra. Exactly. You're here. We got exactly. some. Uh, and then I get to college, and guess what they have there? College algebra. algebra. Yeah. Got a couple responses to this. Michael said he enjoyed calculus. I'm assuming there's some sarcasm in that. JB and Greenwood and Craig both enjoyed uh, their favorite high school subject was girls. So that was, a, yeah. I, I guess, extracurriculars that they enjoyed. At least you knew uh, that wasn't your lane. Yeah. Well, uh, ha-ha. That's a tradition uh, that's carried on. <laughs> My father, uh, he's, he's not bad. But, yes, I have failed in that category to this point. Uh, JT Hot Springs says, uh, how can you be bad at math and like accounting? It makes no sense. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, I, too. I don't have a, a good reason and a good answer for that but, at this but point. But generally. But can you imagine But, but in accounting, you're, I mean, it's, it's the addition of. Like there's no X's, Y's, Z. I mean, it's like a it's like a John Gruden play call in in some of these math classes, but in accounting, you're just it's just regular numbers. Yeah, it's it's the, well, the easy dollar sign in front. Add the it's the easy. It's not the arithmetic. Accounting it's not accounting is not a math class. Yeah, I can remember one time I was at a game. I was probably Ty's age. I was working with Mike Nail, and I can remember turning to Mike before we went on the air and saying, "Man." What do people do that don't love sports? What do people do that like just love math and science and don't like sports? And he goes, oh, they become doctors and scientists and things, lawyers and stuff like that. And I kind of laughed, and I'm sitting here listening to everyone talk about all their academic prowess, and I'm like, guys, if we were scholars, would oh, yeah. we be working on President's Day right now? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Michael Cave Spring says he took quantitative literacy through uh, uh, with the reasoning just to avoid uh, college algebra. He got a degree in, in criminal justice, and now he works in accounting. Well, Michael, I hope you don't hate yourself like many of the other Morning Rush Let's listeners do right now that are accountants. Business statistics. I had to take that at Arkansas Tech. Might have been one of the more difficult classes. In, uh, in my 124 hours or whatever hey, it was to get my degree. My dad was an engineer. I mean, he's the first person I ever saw with one of these, you know, the real calculators. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys those are too remember yeah. calculators. Yeah. But, you know, the ones where, uh, you know, you could do the real math on there. I mean, he, he could do math in his sleep. Once you get past long division, I'm out. 
And, uh, I mean, geometry, algebra, I mean, it just baffled me. Those, so uh, I, I don't know what happened. Those TI calculators you refer to, I just mm-hmm. downloaded games on them and would play Snake well, on my on my calculator <laughs> the whole I've time. Still, yeah, I had one of those, the, 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 the ones you could graph on. But I've still got my TI business calculator. It's in my office to figure, you know, when I need to figure a loan or, or, or what the payments on something would be. Or I, I've the still bonus, got that from high school. The bonuses I get each month, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. Simple accounting will take care of that. So. Uh, Michael says, no cal- no sarcasm. Math was always fun to me, but I went on to get a degree in manic- mechanical engineering, and he regularly yeah. uses it in work. Well, yeah. you use it in... Well, he sounds yeah. smarter than yeah. all of us. He's got a real job. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's smarter than all of us. JT so. is in construction. He says he uses math every day. So I, I presented what I would have done if yeah. not for this, uh, this career in sports radio that was handed to me. What would y'all have done if you had not graced the airwaves at young ages and gone on to do something else? I don't think I've ever asked either of y'all that. What would have would have been the second plan? Probably if- followed my dad into real estate and property development and business. Okay. Doing doing deals. Christian's you know? laughing. I don't know why he's laughing over there. Oh, he's laughing at the text. What about you, Chuck? If you had not done... I don't know. I've never considered, never for one moment considered doing anything else. I, I have no idea what I yeah. do. Huh? I mean, this is all I've done since 15, 16 years old. You know, there's a really good... More st- or less. Yeah, there's know. a really good story one time. Kobe Bryant, um, the late Kobe Bryant talked about this. He was uh, at a camp. He talked about, like, some people will tell you to be multiverse and extra dimensional trying a bunch of different things he's like no if you think you want to do something yeah. focus all your attention oh. on that and get really good at it be one an expert the, at that one of the greatest gifts i was ever given it sounds like chuck you're you're kind of the same way is knowing at a young age what i wanted to do in life i mean i see my kids still they're at the age trying to figure it out but i see so many people that get done with high school hell some of them done with college and they still don't know what they want to do with their life and and, and I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying I was blessed to know at about 15 years old doing this, being in, the, in in radio, being in the broadcast industry, that's what I want to do. And I've been fortunate to do it. I didn't want to sell drugs. That's, that's a gift. Drugs like my father, so I elected to go into yeah. this pathway. By the way, he got asked the other day by a listener. He's um, like, so what kind of drugs do you sell? Like directly. Legal ones. Legal ones. <laughs> and he just shook his to head. To doctors he was, he was and like, yeah, That's under the, uh, <laughs> under the law. He just shook his head and looked at me. So I'm kind of maybe uh, maybe I mean, had some fun Maybe he wants that. to find one of them doctors to suture your mouth shut. Yeah, maybe that's probably it. at that point. I'm All right, that's your, uh, I don't know what the question was, but that's your Morning Rush Daily question. <laughs> it is brought to you by Red River Dodge in Heber Springs. They are Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Professional people, professional service. Schedule your service appointment today at GoPascal.com. Did y'all watch the NBA All-Star festivities this weekend? Not one uh, not second. second. Not and one I, second. I didn't either. Um, Chuck, did you take in any of it? A little bit here and there, but okay. not much, no. Guys, NBA All-Star weekend is dead. The dunk contest is dead. Um, at one point in time, it was one of the best events of the year. I mean, you had Julius Irving, Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Spud Webb. I mean, you had these historic figures that made that great. And there's been a guy too in there, but I mean, you're rolling out. This is the list. And you, I, I bet you, you guys can't name three of the teams that are associated. Mac McClellan, who won it last year. He's a G League guy. Jalen Brown, uh, Jaime Hawkins, who's a rookie, and then Jacob Toppin, who was on the Kentucky Wildcats this year is a rookie as well. There's just no oomph 
in All-Star Weekend anymore. I think the best... Because be, the stars don't come out for those the, deals. That's the point. They don't participate. The three-point three contest, and I mentioned the late Kobe Bryant. Kobe, I think in his rookie or one of his early seasons, participated in it. Of course, Michael did it. Uh, we never saw LeBron do it early on. Uh, there's certain guys that that's not their game, like you, you, joking. But, but Larry Bird would show up, and he'd ask three everyone, points. who wants to finish second yeah, today? And that's the, did uh, you see what the score was? 211 to 186. Ooh. Defensive two eleven two eleven. So I it's just unthinkable. And it's not it's not watchable. And I remember I agree with you. And I actually like the NBA. I, I I enjoy the regular season. Watch more than I would probably admit in some circles. But um, the NBA All Star Game's a joke. It's and this was I mean think about the days of like the eighties when two hundred eleven points. Yeah, um, when Bird or Magic are going at each other, or when Michael's going up against all those talented guys in the West and. It's just, it's not that way anymore. There's no competitiveness. There's no fire. There's too much camaraderie. I mean, you mentioned that is one of the most legendary stories of all time when Larry Bird walks in that locker room to Craig Hodges and all those other guys and goes, hey, which one of you, which one of you guys is finishing second? And they're all staring there. A lot of them are rookies in that situation. They're like, who is this guy? And he, again, well, they course, knew who he was. <laughs> they, he comes down and, and does what he does. That, he won two or three at the time, but. Damian Lillard ends up winning the three-point contest, wins the All-Star MVP, gets booed because he's in Indianapolis, which I thought was kind of funny because he's a Milwaukee Buck. But it is so bad. The best, I think the best All-Star event between the Pro Bowl and football, the All-Star weekend festivities in basketball, and the stuff in baseball, I think to me it's the home run derby. Like I love, I, I'm not a, I'm not a baseball guy. Y'all know that, but I watch that each and every year. I think it's one of the most entertaining all star events out there. I think it's the most entertaining, and I think the baseball game is a lot more competitive than football and basketball. Both of them have become jokes. There's no, there, it, neither are watchable at this point, which I hate because at one point those were both great events. Well, the Major League Baseball game is still the best All Star game because that fastball is still 95 miles per hour. Yep. I mean, they're not throwing BP fastballs up there in the All Star game, so um, it's it, it's still the most competitive, I think, or at least the closest to you know real competition. Although. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's anything more than an exhibition because that's what all of them are. Uh, they're just exhibitions, and they've always been that way. I just think it's more so now than ever because the money that's on the table doesn't matter. And it's a, and they well, played in Indianapolis, which is historically, you think about Indiana, it's a great basketball city. It's a great basketball state. It's one of the meccas across the country. and so. But it's one of the people, smallest NBA markets, too. Yeah, and, and that's true. So I, I was, some people were knocking the fact they put in Indy. I wasn't going to do that. It was snowing this weekend yeah. there. They want to go somewhere warm. Yeah, but Indianapolis is a, is a great historic basketball town. I'm more of just disappointed with the the intensity level well, that no longer seems to be there. I, I Just from the outside looking in, it appears to me like in baseball, the players still care a little bit more about being labeled an all-star and making the Midsummer Classic. In football, the Pro Bowl seems like a – well, now they're playing flag football, so, I mean, it's just ridiculous yeah. what they do. But but making that or, or making the NBA all-star roster just seems almost like an inconvenience to these guys to some degree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in baseball it's still – Still a cherished uh, uh, accolade on your on your resume. I don't know if it's as cherished in any of them as it should be. I agree. Um, I, I my my sense is the only way that you're going to um, make the All Star games more competitive is put a put a big prize 
at the end of it. You know, like the NBA's got this in-season tournament, which I think is just a silly idea, but you get $500,000 if you win. And, um, you know, that's a lot of money. I don't care how much you make. I don't care what your salary is. Half a million dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put, you know, three, $400,000 bonus to the winner um, in an all-star game, I think you might have well, more people pay attention. That's a lot of money for one game, though, and I don't know if it's worth it. Well, well wasn't that many years ago, a handful of years ago, they, in baseball, home field advantage for the... Yeah, and that's not that, a good rule. No, that, I'm glad they, they got rid of that. So I mean, I just think it's got to be money. I, I, I mean, everything's, uh, for better or worse, everything's about money now. Um, you know, these, uh, um, I mean, these pro athletes, I mean, the first thing a lot of them want is when they hit a certain level is to get paid. Max get deal. Paid. I want a max deal. Getting Well, I, I mean, getting paid comes before playing the game in uh, a lot of instances. And so, uh, and that goes across the board in a lot of sports. So, um, I just think if you're going to have a competitive all-star game, you've got to put a big prize uh, prize up for the winners but even then you've got real things to think about you know in terms of the team you play for and where they stand and hey guys have gotten hurt in that home run derby and uh guys have gotten hurt in that slam dunk contest so and and you're never going to have a professional football all-star game now where guys are laying each other out that's never yeah, going to happen they're not even and, tackling each other now yeah yeah and, and nor should they really yeah, and this well, is, this isn't yeah. just like me bashing the NBA because I'm Chuck. I'm kind of like you, and especially I like to see how Arkansas Razorbacks are having success. And my team's second in the in the West right now, Oklahoma City, where they're playing with two Arkansas and Fort Smith Northside guys, and Isaiah and, and Jalen. So that's encouraging to see. But this weekend, the best part, you know, what the best part about this weekend is, has been the last couple years, and it's, it didn't happen this go around because Arkansas played on the road in Starkville. The best part of this weekend is Razorbacks coming home. I mean, you've got guys that don't make the all-star team that they come back to Bud Walton Arena and you celebrate them. And it's been awesome. Like when they did that intro a few years ago with Moses and the rest of the guys announcing the players, that was awesome. That's been the best part of all-star weekend for me is guys coming back. Yeah, yeah, that part's cool. Um, The one thing about the all-star game, and I just think it's the NBA in general, um, when I was young, the NBA all-star game was something I watched every year. I know kids, I have friends who have kids that are 8, 9, 10 years old. They were watching yesterday. They were watching every minute. If the Razorbacks are playing on TV and there's an NBA game on opposite and you got an 8, a 9-year-old son, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of these kids prefer the NBA, and it's just the truth. Mm-hmm. They market uh, to a youthful audience, and they're very, very good at it. So um, I think part of it is we've gotten older. Um, and that's got something to do with it because let's just be blunt. Ty, you might be. Neither Tommy nor I are the NBA's target audience. You are. And um, they do a very good job of, of, of marketing their product. Yeah, they've shifted. Like you said, they've really shifted. And I, to your point, I, I can tell you as a guy that used to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder play almost every single time they played and now it's just it's not on my itinerary as much I'll watch them that they're on but it has definitely shifted as I've gotten well, older it's because guys my age we're not going to go out and buy a Dallas, a Dallas Mavericks jersey and wear it you know um, if you've got a 10 year old son 
and he's bugging you to buy a Dallas Mavericks jersey, there's a pretty good chance you're going to buy it. And that jersey is about 150 bucks. And so part of the reason they market to a youthful audience is that's the audience that will buy and wear their gear. Whereas an older audience, you know, they'll pay for their kids to have it, but they're not going to go out and buy it for themselves necessarily. What do you guys think about, like, a 60-year-old guy wearing a team's jersey? What do you think we, about that? Well, that when you look at that, what do you think about well, that? Well, I really think a, a, an older dude should be uh, – you get to a certain age and a certain body uh, – We uh, had a leaked body See, that's the content. deal right there. It's and, body and An, M- an it's NBA body jersey is not for you. No. Just wear a you, get, you get hair in places that I don't want to see. Listen, you know? just wear a sweatshirt or, in some cases – you're weird if you put a long sleeve polo shirt under your jersey. I'm just telling you that that's the weirdest. But just don't wear the jersey. phenomenon. Yeah. No, you can wear it. Like if you reach a point though, Ty, where it just becomes. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like the guy that doesn't have a kid with him that brings his ball glove to the baseball. That game. is odd. <laughs> now, that, that, that is odd. Now, now, you know, if my son wanted to take his, and Dad, I want you to take yours. I, I'll I'll grant you all the grace you want on that. If if you're dressing up in, in your jersey going to a game with your kid. I, you know, you got a free pass. Do you think Doing dork, it on your own? When you no. see that guy, do you think dork? Is that what you think? When he's by himself? Yeah. Well, that, uh, that's the that's one of the first few thoughts. You know, maybe he should have to register to live in certain neighborhoods. I don't know, you know. so It is a little to, different. It is, you know, it is a little different yeah. when you see that. Joe and Jasper says if you wear an NBA jersey when you're 60, you also have to turn your hat backwards. As a guy that loves wearing his hat <laughs> backwards. Get your teeth whitened. Yeah. The whole deal. <laughs> Hey, let me talk about Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric before we get carried away here, guys. I was looking at the forecast. It's going to warm up a little bit this week. We're not far from the point where, yeah, you might have your heater on in the morning and your A.C. on later in the day. I can remember when the seasons flipped back in the fall. We talked about it the other way around. It's it's getting to be the time of year again where both of them are going to get a workout. That's what I'm trying to say. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric's the company that's going to keep you running all year long. And that's the thing you get more than anything with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric's peace of mind, knowing that your system's running well. Now, if you're in, a, if you're in the market for a new system right now, and sometimes you have to be in that situation, uh, they've got no interest, no payment plans, right? or no, you've got to pay for it, obviously, but no, <laughs> no payments right now. And uh, they'll Chuck's help you with your interest as well. Yeah, they'll get it free. Chuck will pay Does for it. Does <laughs> not work that way, unfortunately. But I do know this, that uh, regardless of the season, their plan protection program will give you the peace of mind that uh, makes it a whole lot better. You can log on today. You can schedule your appointment, in fact, at gopascal.com. Can I just mail you the bill? You yeah. Is that how it works? I can remember one time I bought a car and a couple of days passed, and uh, we were trying to work on the bank stuff, and he, he goes, uh, oh, uh, you know, you, you probably do need to pay for this at some point. <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Right. Oh, you want me to pay for it? Oh. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so, you guys, Chuck, you posed an interesting question. Uh, Troy from Harrison, he said Razorback, he said, I'm 59, I'm going to be rocking Razorback gear the rest of my life. I'm assuming he's well, mentioning... There's, there's lots of different gear. But that's is what, he wearing a D-Mag jersey? That's what I'm saying. I'm assuming that he's min- he's meaning uh, a jersey, a Razorback jersey. Let me tell you something. When I'm 50-something or 60 or, God willing, 70-something years old, I will still wear a Darren McFadden jersey all those years later because that was my childhood hero. I get it from the fact. You better go ahead and grab a double X. Yeah, I, I know I'm going to gain some weight. <laughs> I get it from the fact if you're. 50, 60, 70, and you're not with your kid and you're wearing someone that's playing in today. But if you want to wear someone's jersey from years past that that 
granted you so much joy and happiness back in the day. Don't don't bash someone for that. Don't bash an old man or an old lady for it. But I get it from the vantage point of we're not okay, bashing. This, we're just making current, fun of you behind your back. This, this no current, one's bashing. I'm current. just saying body type. I mean, if you I mean, if you can pull it off, it's kind of like. You know, anyone that reaches a certain age, either male or female, I'm not going to wade into this too far, but there is a certain point where certain people can pull it off, certain people can't. Those who can pull it off, when you reach a certain age, more power to you. Those who can't, get away from the illusion. It's not happening anymore. Let me tell you. Yeah, you know, the the body type has a lot to do with it. The sweatshirt is maybe the greatest clothing invention ever for the middle aged to older man because you just throw well, that on quarter zip, man. Or the, quarter zip, and I know yeah. you like I got I got plenty of quarter the old zips. Bad bods friend. I don't think I, I don't think the uh the quarter zip hides the excess fat like the sweatshirt does where you can put it on and it, Well but it, you can't get away with a sweatshirt most anywhere you go. That is yeah. true. You get a stylish quarter zip. I mean that can uh, that can cover a lot of situations. Spe- you can go to a decent restaurant. You can go hang out with the fellas. Speaking of uh, clothes, Chuck, I seem to remember a conversation that Tommy and I had with you a couple weeks or a month ago or so, where you mentioned that you were going to give us your excess uh, Razorback <laughs> stuff, and I still have not seen any of that. Any of that weight make yeah, more. It's probably a little big for you, Tommy. Okay. I wear a large. What do you wear? A large. Okay. Well, I'll see if I can't get some right, to you. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. All right. Well, now we got always some. get his hand up. I'm in radio. I'm always looking for free stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna shy away from that. Well, With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You can save time, eat well, and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. We are offering a special deal for you. If you head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and use code HTL50, you can get 50% off. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your options and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals that can be ready in just two minutes. No prep and no mess. Try Factor and you'll still be able to get the flavor and nutritional quality you want and need. Remember, go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and use code HTL50 to get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com slash HTL50. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. All right, last two things on the uh, jersey conversation. Cody's least favorite thing is to see uh, adult males tuck in their jersey. He texts that to the McCarty Daniel Hotline. That is bad. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. And then Bruce Stanton at Pradco Fishing uh, sent us a couple pictures of him in his jersey, uh, which he looks good. And again, I'm not going to pick on anyone at any age that wears jerseys. You do what you want. If you want to support your team, whether it's in a polo or a jersey, 
albeit or go at it. You have no uh, no pushback from me whatsoever. All right, let's get into our hog update this morning. Uh, Tommy, you mentioned the weather. Going to have some nice weather today. I know uh, Dave had some comments about the last couple days. It's been a little chilly. I'm looking forward to uh, the weather getting better and having some good crowds, and hopefully they'll get to relax out there and not shiver the whole game. Well, today you're going to have that opportunity, whether you're off with your kids for President's Day or maybe you're just taking a half day or whatever the case may be, 12 o'clock and the final fourth game of the series against James Madison. Tommy, you're talking about the weather. It's pretty good. I'm looking at uh, 28 right now here in Fayetteville, but sunny by noon today, 53 for first pitch, 55, 56 at 1 and 2 o'clock, 57, so – but it's sunny the whole game, and I was let me look at the wind here. I think the wind was going to be below ten miles an hour the entire uh, time during the game. So yeah, at uh, at noon it's nine, and it's out of the south ten. Yeah, nine ten mile an hour southwest south southwest wind uh, throughout the game. So should be very comfortable. Uh, and most I would guess at noon, Chuck, everybody's going to be in the sunfield, first base, third base side. Everybody under other than underneath the awning behind the plate will probably get some sunlight on them. It'll be a lot better than Friday. Oh. I didn't go Friday. We were getting ready to uh, uh, to leave, but it looked uh, – everyone that I saw, everybody's picture that I saw on Friday, it looked terrible, and I don't think Saturday was a whole lot better. I, I watched on TV, and I put a, another layer on just watching. Just yeah. watching. I, I got a little cold watching. Hey, yeah. man, uh, kudos to those who went out and watched the game and sat through that. I saw a lot of pictures of people, and uh, – Looked like they were having fun, but, man, they were bundled up. A lot of blankets. Uh, that cold beer is great in uh, May and June. Uh, it's not beer so, gloves. Not, I was going to say it's not <laughs> right, so much. Hot gloves. toddy season out there uh, in the uh, hog pen right now. Plenty of uh, fireball containers, I would guess, from the hog pen uh, this weekend. Yeah, I think 9,000-plus on Friday and 10,000-plus on Saturday. And that that's just great. That just shows you the, the dedication. There will be a lot of people today. Yeah. On a Monday at well, noon, there will be a lot of people there. Yeah. So two most popular places in the state. Ballmarker Stadium at Oakland today. It'll be know? a big crowd at Oakland today, and by just by the nature of it, it'll be a much bigger crowd than Ballmarker. Yeah, there's be a. I would say those are two of the more populated areas. I would, I would guess probably thirty, forty thousand at Oakland today. Wow, jeez, that's a uh, that's a good chunk of people. Well, uh, Chuck, you were in attendance. Didn't look like there was a ton of people in the hump dump this Saturday. Uh, you did lose to Mississippi State by four in a, in a tightly contested game where Arkansas competed throughout. Uh, people have been wondering, hey, what's the status of uh, Keon Minifield and Jalen Graham? Must kind of gave a non-answer after the game. I haven't checked on that. I'm a competitor that every fiber in my body right now is thinking about this game. So I don't mean to be rude, but I, I really have not checked with the trainer. And I'll get right back on the plane and, and dive into this game and dive into A&M. And I I'm, probably won't ask the trainer until, you know, Monday. It's irrelevant right now. I mean, probably none of them will practice tomorrow if we practice at all. So I remember I was listening to the, the- Learfield pregame, Chuck, and that was announced that Jalen Grant wasn't going to be able to play. And then we got told after the game that uh, Keon Minifield was dealing with his injury in the second half. And despite not having those two, despite Caleb Battle and Tremont Mark and I guess um, Mitchell down the stretch all fouling out, they still, again, kept it as close as it gets in a place that State's only lost twice all season at home this season. Well, they, they, they certainly gave it their all. I mean, there's not any doubt about that. There, you know, there are still some issues there, and that's why they didn't win. But in terms of the effort, I don't think anybody can fault it. They were down guys and uh, down, you know, a, a number of players is what I'm saying. And uh, they may be again tomorrow night. So uh, they may require similar type effort tomorrow night just to stay in the game. Um, you know, A&M and Mississippi State, though, have some similarities. 
uh, to them. And um, I would I would expect Arkansas to go down there and compete the same way tomorrow night. Whether or not they'll win, I don't know. I mean, A&M's kind of licking their wounds. They had a tough week last week, and uh, it's a big, big game for them uh, because they've got to go to Tennessee later in the week, and they've lost two straight, and they've already suffered a loss at Vanderbilt. So it's a big game for A&M. And, uh, but I, I would expect Arkansas to go down there and compete. I'll be very surprised if they don't. That's going to do it for your hog update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Chuck, we did have a, a question for you on the McCarty Daniel Hotline coming from Emmett in Springdale. You were talking about your quarter zip earlier. Uh, Emmett wants to know, do you tuck your quarter zip in? Like no. To, okay, no. Good. No. Yep. Good. John L. Smith apparently used to tuck his uh, wind jacket. I remember in that. Back I remember that. Hill Snyder, he did that too. <laughs> Can't, in his yeah, that's kind run. of an old guy's deal. Yeah. I mean, really old guy. I will tuck, I'll do something weird. I will tuck my undershirt slash my polo shirt under a suit into my boxers. That's the weirdest thing I do. Huh. Fully tuck that in. Really? And make sure it's nice and snug. So that's if you're wearing a dress shirt with a tie, we're to assume the shirt's tucked it's, into your boxers. It's tucked into my. It's not just tucked into the pants. It's tucked into the boxers huh. too. Yeah. Interesting. Extra step there. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. And we welcome you back to hour number three of a Hot Take Monday. Given plenty of hot takes this morning, including me, and I'm not kidding when I tell you this, tucking my undershirts and my polo shirts into my briefs, not boxers. I misspoke earlier. I wear briefs, not boxers in this situation. Still more information we wanted to know. Well, This is not a hot take. This is just you rambling. Yes. You know. Uh, That happens from time to time. But I do want to discuss a hot take from this weekend and Kenny Boyden, the Oklahoma State head basketball coach that had some things to say about NIL. And I think coaches are just going to get lazy in recruiting based on the fact that money seems to be the only issue nowadays. And we'll discuss that coming up in hour number three. Hot Take Bundy brought to you by Wheels RV. Now through the end of February, they're rolling out the red carpet with exclusive employee pricing on select in-stock trailers. They'll go a step further since it's RV show season and make every in-stock new and used trailer at RV show pricing as well. So big savings with employee pricing and also RV show pricing this month. Hurry in, get all the details. This is only through the end of February. You do get an extra day in February, but time is running out about 10 days or so to get by Wheels RV and get all the details and start planning your next great adventure. Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. 
Seek, explore, and discover with Wheels RV. So Mike Boyden is the head basketball coach of Oklahoma State. I misspoke. Kane Boyden was the old point guard for Florida back in the day. But he had this to say in regards to recruiting. Tell me if you disagree with any of what he has to say. Recruiting's never been a challenge until recruiting became not recruiting anymore. Like, what I had to do to get Kate Cunningham here was way more difficult than what it takes to get players on campus now. It's not even the same thing. It took four years of making sure I was there more than Bill Self and making sure I was there more than Roy Williams and making sure I was there more than all these other coaches who had national championships and Final Fours and all these NBA guys. I had never coached a guy in the NBA as a head coach. I hadn't coached an NCAA tournament. But over time, the relationship mattered enough that he believed that I was going to do the right thing by him. I can't work that hard anymore. Not when you can say, here's, hey, here's $500,000 to come spend nine months over here. I like you, coach, but I might get hurt this year, man. And all you got is a scholarship for me. And I still got to give those books back at the end of the year. So I think Arkansas is probably closer to some areas of Oklahoma State in terms of NIL. I know there's it's Big 12 money relative to SEC money, so there are some differences there. But is any what he just said incorrect? And why the the reason I bring this up is because I think that coaches nowadays are going to become lazier in recruiting because they realize all the effort, all the extra stuff that they put in over the years that have helped get them certain players, like it did with Cade Cunningham, who was the best player in high school at the time. It's not going to matter anymore. All this extracurricular stuff over the course of their coaching lives that they have put in is irrelevant. Nowadays, until this NIL issue gets resolved, if it ever does get resolved, where there's more of a competitive balance, I think coaches are just going to be like, you know what, I'm not going to go over the top recruiting this kid. If he wants to come here, if we can get that NIL money, great. If not, I'm not going to waste my time trying to, to do more when traditionally they would do so. Well, lazy is a strong word. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to make anybody lazier. I think it's going to change the way you do things. I think it does change the way you do things. You have to... Um, you know, I would think, as a coach, um, I would want to be as knowledgeable about the game as I could be, who was playing, uh, where the players were. I hear coaches say more and more now, it's really important how you treat a kid after you lose him in the recruiting process because if you were number two or number three in his choices, when he gets dissatisfied at the, at the place he's going, which he will, uh, there's a pretty good chance he might come to you. So I, I just think the way you go about it is a lot different. Now, do you start recruiting a kid from the eighth grade? I think in some cases you still do. Now, I think that's rare. I don't know that it's the norm. And in some programs, it'll probably happen more than in other programs. I, I, I just think it changes the way you do it. Um, and But relationships, I won't say they don't matter. It doesn't seem as though they matter as much as they once did. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. And I think that what you just brought up is important. So Arkansas football is not going to get five stars out of high school. It's just not going to happen. Unless the occasional in-state player, which seems to be like once every five to ten years, you have a five-star kid in-state. That you might have a chance at, but other than that, you're not getting – but you can't get them post – their first college stop, i.e. Jaden Hazelwood, Drew Sanders, and some of the other five stars that elected to come to Arkansas after their first pit stop. Now, in terms of basketball, we've seen that you've had the ability to get five stars straight out of high school, baseball the same ways, but it varies by sport. But for 
for let's let's say I know Boyden's again a basketball coach, but if we're shifting this to football and just from an Arkansas lens and an Arkansas standpoint, I just I know that the relationships matter for your in-state to Sam Pittman, but I don't know why if you're him, you exert all this energy and stuff where we are shifting quicker than we ever have in terms of financial needs matters more than it ever has. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should knock the importance of relationship. And I, I'll just give you an example. Um, since you were talking about football, I didn't necessarily mean to steer it that way, but Josh Braun, that starts on the offensive line. I mean, Pittman had a relationship with him. I think there's a kid that they brought in this year that he had a relationship with. Um, Addison Mitchell, the Tennessee kid, I think. Uh, yeah. All right, but but my point is, is they they still matter. The idea that you know relationships are are just out the window, I think is, um, you know, I think that's incorrect. Now, the type of relationship you have may very well be different now, just as the way. You know, you recruit players. Overall is different now. But I do think relationships are still important because you still, um, you're still going to have to call upon that in multiple situations. And so I do think it still matters, but maybe not as much as it, uh, as it mattered before. And with some kids, it may not matter at all. Do you think the majority of college coaches agree with Boyden and what he had to say? Some haven't been as boisterous. Some haven't been as vocal. Well, I would tend to think that a lot of them do. Did he say that after a win or after a loss? It's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, lots of things come out of their mouths after they've been beaten. Yeah, there is. And, a- and uh, um, look, it's, it's, uh, it's a whole different world out there now. And you can complain until you're blue in the face. And look, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of what's going on out there is, is counter to everything we've ever claimed to want to do for young people. Uh, but um, those horses have left the barn, and they're not coming back. But I do think a lot of the, f- the frustration that people have with all this generally comes after you've lost. Yeah, they actually won. Surprisingly, they won this weekend against BYU at home in Stillwater. I don't know if those directly after, but they did win this weekend. But speaking of, I'm glad you brought up the, the frustration word, Chuck. Did you guys see what Rick Pitino had to say? Oh, my. I, I heard it, that it, this it is morning. a hot take Monday. I don't have the audio, unfortunately, but some of the quotes that he uttered after his well, team. What did he say? He had to say, uh, do we have bleeping facilities? Yes, we do. But we're doing something that has nothing to do with guarding. He also said, we're so unathletic that we can't guard anyone without fouling. For me, I always enjoyed the first year. I'm not going to lie to you. This has been the most unenjoyable experience in my <laughs> lifetime. This has been so disappointing. Now, he was, now if you remember, when he was the Boston Celtics head coach, they were horrible, awful, one of the worst in NBA history that he ever, again, for a coach to come. It did not translate at all. I heard the audio. He laid his team out. Yeah, and he said, uh, we kind of lost this season the way we recruited. We recruited the antithesis of the way I coach. It's a good group. They try hard, but they're just not very tough. He called them unathletic, slow, went into depth on their lack of ability to move laterally. And all I could think as I'm hearing this is, I'm sure these same thoughts have went through Muss's head, but he hasn't went this far to say it publicly in a press conference. He was asked, do you regret taking the St. John's job? He said, no, this isn't about St. John's. It's about my team. 
I mean, but he, Chuck, he laid them out about their athletic <laughs> ability. That was the thing that floored me. Well, you know, that's uh, that's a coach that's frustrated right there. Mm. I've heard coaches say lots of things like that. Um, you know, I, I, I've said this before. Sometimes when coaches say things in pregame press conferences, postgame press conferences, middle-of-the-week press conferences, you've always got to consider who they're talking to. Um he was just talking to his team through the media. Yeah. He yelled at him in the locker room, and he wasn't done. He had more to say. So, so he walked out there and laid into him again through the media. Um, you know, Patino's one of those guys who can do that, and his team will respond. Some coaches don't have the cachet to pull that off and have their team respond. But, um, hey, welcome to the modern era. I mean, that's just how it is now. He knows that. If he didn't know that when he got back into it, he had his eyes shut. Was it was it John McKay? Who was the coach at USC back in the day when asked about, what did, Coach, what did you think about your team's execution? He said, I'm in favor of it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. 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 If you said that today, they would cancel you. And but then, uh, Well, Brian Kelly tried to, and it did well, not come across He wasn't well. the first one to say that, but uh, – yeah, he didn't. He didn't play it right. He did not. Uh, he did not. This was when John McKay, I think, actually was coaching the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay, and uh, I could be mistaken. That's an old line, though. It's oh. a good one. So yeah. Patino's not happy with uh, his basketball team at all as St. John's again. He took over for for Mike <laughs> Anderson, but he's he's had plenty of things to say this weekend. He's also remarking on NIL earlier this season, having like a salary cap and having I think more than just a one-year contract, but uh, to Boyden's, uh, I wish, we we don't have the luxury of doing this, but I wish I could sit in on conversations with high-caliber players, not just recruited at Arkansas, but across the country, and how quickly the NIL conversation pops up. If the coach is the one that often brings it up, if the player is the one that brings it up, uh, it would be be nice to have a journalist do a deep dive, and I don't know any that would be allowed to sit in on this, but I think what's so... Yeah, how are you going to deep dive into that? Yeah, you just can't. But I think that's what's so irritating for, for fans is that you don't know the complexities in the actual conversations behind closed doors. Well, you've never known that, though, Ty. I mean, we've never known what But there was on. at least an appearance of this is under the up and or this is on the up and up. This is right, even though we know those those uh, you know what's in, in Tuscaloosa and football or Lexington and basketball or Baton Rouge and baseball were cheating their you know what's off. There was at least an appearance that this was done the right way. And a lot of people, again, nowadays don't think it's done that way. And that's why, I mean, Boyd made some good points if – uh, like the Cade Cunningham thing, for example. Now, backstory on that, I think he hired one of Cade's relatives on staff. Yeah, so, that helped. Yeah, but once the, he didn't see didn't to mention that, but it, it's nowadays, it's how much money am I going to get for the, as he said, the nine months I'm going to be here on the college basketball side of things. Yeah, now you don't have to hire their dad the way you used to back in the day if you wanted to get those really good ones. Um, Kansas did that, and they hired Ed Manning, and all of a sudden Danny was there. And, uh, I mean, that, uh, that's been going on. That's been going on forever. I mean, frankly, what he's saying is not any revelation. It's been this way for a while. Mm-hmm. Are there times as a coach you're frustrated? I'm sure there are. Um, I can't imagine how the job right now wouldn't just be frustrating times 10. I, I mean, with all the NIL stuff and all the things that, that, that you deal with now. Um, but, you know... Again, sometimes I mean we've we've talked about how terrible this is for you know two three years. Well, it's not going away. 
uh, you know, you, you can either, I mean, you can either accept it or you can spend the rest of your life griping about it. I think Rick Pitino, for example, is a Hall of Fame coach. But if this is so frustrating for him, then he needs to get out. Retire, yeah. No, um, I, I mean, this is how the game's played now. We can lament it, coaches, and then look, I, I, I'm around these guys a lot. They think about it every day. They think about it every single day, I promise you. So it, it's very much a part of what they do, and it, it's the elephant in the room at all times. And that has certainly changed things. But, you know, we, we, we've spent so much time complaining about it but nobody's really done anything. Yeah. Well, you know, nobody's done anything. I heard this also brought up in regards to this conversation. Rick Patino's in his seventies now, and there's just something when you get to a certain age, your filter is removed. You just don't care what you say. Well, he's moved into the grumpy old man yeah. stage of life. Neither I mean, neither one of you guys are there. I, I'm I'm fast uh, approaching. <laughs> I, I'm 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 going to be knee deep in it. Are you a curmudgeon? But uh, um. That that's what I hear when I hear Patino. I hear an old coach. They don't do it the way they used to do it. I mean, Patino's got a lot of flash to him, but at his core, he's still an old coach. He, he's a ball coach, and I'm sure it pisses him off every day. I'm sure every day he's so mad at, 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 at the way all this works, uncoachable guys, guys that don't work at their game. I, I, I'm sure it drives him nuts, but that's how it is. He said it. It's taken me two months to convince them how to use to use a bounce pass. I mean, he went into. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. I, I'm certain that is true. Yeah, well, yeah. And it it is, you know, people think you just tell them what to do and they do it. You know, it doesn't work that way. It's not Norman Dale. My word is the law. We, <laughs> back with Hoosiers. We had I had a coach back in the day. If we didn't bounce pass in the post, we had to run suicides. If you tried to just. Throw it up yeah, to but now your mama would come up. Now today, these kids' mamas will come up to the high school and uh, chew the coach out for making you run. When the and the opposite used to be, it used where to be you, the opposite. You not only got chewed out by your coach, but then your mom chewed you out at home when you complained about what your coach We're had. Well, Ty, it's your generations that that that's ruined is. all this. There it is. It's your generations that 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 screwed all this up. Yeah. What's in it for me? Yeah. One might say the, the world's going to hell yeah, in a well, handbasket. You, you, you speak Let me to, spend five minutes explaining to you why the world's going to hell in a handbasket, <laughs> guy. And it's all going to come back around to your generation. And then we're going to go over my latest doctor's visit That's and the exactly medication. exactly right. Let me tell you about my shoulder. <laughs> Let me, I will say, you, you mentioned fastly approaching the curmudgeon stage. This job has aged me quicker than maybe any oh, other job other than a, in accounting. I have... I have thought that I would never, this would not irritate me or agitate me or run me ragged certain things, but the things that you guys discuss on a daily basis that I didn't think mattered five, six years ago that now I have to deal with in my daily life are about as irritable as, as if ever. So I am. So cynicism is contagious. Yes, is that what I'm hearing? I am 29 years old, but in, in reality, in, I guess, dog years or aged years, I'm more like 40-something at You'll this be a grumpy old man before you Yes, it, it's, it is fat. Like your stage in life, it is fastly approaching me as well. Hey, guys, let me talk to you just for a second about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. If you are buying or selling a home, that's the name that you need to remember. Now, uh, they're all over the region. And if you do find yourself in that spot, I can tell you from my experience that these are true professionals. And you build trust. 
you know, you build trust over a period of time, and uh, they've certainly built it uh, with their customers. And if you are considering selling your home, I can assure you there's nobody out there with more knowledge of this region than an agent from Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I can also tell you if you're a first-time home buyer, all the questions you're going to have about things like lenders and inspectors and title companies and all the things that come up, uh, they're going to have answers for you. They're going to lead you right to the place where you need to go. And it's going to streamline the process. And before you know it, you're going to be at contract and then you're going to be at close. And that's really the bottom line, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Now, they've got offices in northwest Arkansas. They're in Benton County. They're in Washington County as well. They're in the River Valley in Fort Smith. They operate out of Branson now, serving north-central Arkansas, south-central Missouri. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Another hot take for you on this Monday edition of the Morning Rush. Mason Molina is going to be ending up as Dave Van Horn's biggest transfer addition at Arkansas. Mason's empty two outs. Here's a 1-2 pitch. Swag and a miss. Offered it one in the dirt. White's going to have to flip down to first to Wagner, and that will complete the strikeout for a perfect second inning as well. That's five Ks through two innings for Mason Molina. I know he gave up a, a couple hits at the latter part of his start yesterday, but, guys, he was absolutely wheeling those first couple innings. And a lot of times college baseball teams have one, maybe two guys that you could conceive to be big league pitchers, but – I know Hagan didn't have his best start on Friday. That's going to get resolved. Brady looked pretty good in the handful of innings he's pitched. And the fact that you considerably maybe have three all-SEC guys that you can start as your starting rotation, not a lot of SEC teams, much less college baseball teams, can say that. If he pans out like I think he's going to, this will be the biggest transfer pickup for Dave Van Horn. But I, th- I think in our fifth man Friday picks, we were going over ERA and strikeouts. And uh, like you, I think it was one... 1.5 or whatever for his ERA. I think it ended up 27. So if you took the over, you were comfortable. Oh, well, I mean, it'll come down pretty quick with just some innings work, but um, not, not not the ideal start uh, at all statistically for him. Well, let's wait and see what happens when the weather warms up. I, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't I, I'm say not that what happened all. over the weekend for Smith or for Mol- uh, Molina or, or Tiger. I'm not saying it's not significant, but um, good and bad. Uh, let's take it with a grain of salt and see where we are a month from now. Just can't strand as many opportunities, as many runners. Arkansas left the bases loaded, I think, twice yesterday. You just you can't continue to do that. Hey, a lot of you will be off work today and uh, have some free time this afternoon at TGI Fridays in Fort Smith. From 3 to 6 and 9 to close, they have half-price drinks and $5 appetizers. It's their happy hour twice daily. Again, 3 to 6 and 9 to close. And since it's Monday... They have 50-cent wings today. Ty, I know you Ooh. love the wings. Oh, yeah. They're 50 cents today. You can uh, chat out on some of those and maybe go there. And You know, the game will be on at noon today, so you could watch the the game at Friday's and enjoy some 50-cent wings between 3 and 6 half-price drinks and $5 appetizers uh, between 3 and 6 and 9 to close as well. It's all at TGI Friday's, 540 and Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Happy hour, 3 to 6 and 9 to close. TGI Fridays in Fort Smith. All right, when we come back, we're going to hear more from Eric Musselman, what happened in Starkville yesterday. And also, I want to talk about the Genesis Invitational. A couple odd things happened. Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods leaving with an illness. All that is coming up on the Morning Rush. Hot Take Monday is brought to you by Wheels RV, Highway 412 in Springdale, and online at wheelsrv.net. Hey, it was BYOG. Bring your own guts.
Get ready for adventure with unbeatable deals at Wheels RV now through the end of February. We're rolling out the red carpet for you with our exclusive employee pricing event on select in-stock trailers. That's right. You pay what we pay. It's our way of saying thank you for choosing Wheels RV. Employee pricing on select models. RV show pricing on all new and used inventory. Hurry in. This offer is for a limited time only. Visit Wheels RV today for details and to start planning your next great adventure. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. Warm up with hot preseason savings on your choice of new Holland equipment right now at WT Equipment. Get 0% financing for 60 months or a free loader on compacts. Choose 0% financing or cashback on mid-range tractors and on select hay tools. Or get up to $40,000 cashback on a new T7. No matter the job, hurry into WT Equipment today and shop their huge selection of in-stock inventory. Now is the best time to get a truckload of savings on the trusted quality and efficient power of new Holland equipment. Offer ends March 31st. For commercial use only. Customer participation subject to credit qualification at CNH Industrial Capital LLC approval. Standard term conditions and other restrictions apply. Tommy Craft here for The Fence Man. Do you own a business that needs more security? Or maybe you just want a better look and more curb appeal? A new fence from The Fence Man can give you both. In business for more than 40 years, The Fence Man can custom install any type of fencing, gates, and control access for your business. Call The Fence Man and ask about 18 months same as cash financing with approved credit. 479-782-3936. That's 479-782-3936. The Fence Man. He ain't afraid of no work. This is the morning this podcast has been presented by bet online this podcast is an exclusive property of pearson broadcasting it may not be copied reproduced modified published uploaded reposted transmitted or distributed in any way without pearson broadcasting's prior written consent Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.